0: Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to the Bring It On Podcast. I am Aaron. I am your host. I might be a bit crazy, sometimes obsessed, a little bit overdramatic, probably sometimes, but hey, I'm passionate about what I believe in, and I'm not scared to speak it out loud. Sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't. So, that being said, let's go. What's up, friends? Happy Thursday. It is the, oh gosh, it's the 8th of December. How in the world have we gone? Holy shit, we're so close to New Year's, I can't even hardly stand it. Like, we were talking about this this morning in spin class. Um, I feel like when we hit Halloween like it's like somebody just like smashes on the gas pedal and we are just like hauling ass at a high rate of speed to the end of the year anybody else feel like that like there's so much stuff um so much stuff and like I see my my sister Amy will send me or there's a group chat that we all have with the kids' sports schedules and stuff so we can share information on where games are at and all that jazz. And man, she sends out a weekly schedule and I just am like, dude, no. <laughs> I don't know how she keeps track of all that shit. Plus does every all of her stuff and I, yeah, I don't know. I'm so glad I only had two kids. <laughs> I don't know if I could handle the chaos. I mean, I've always been good with chaos, but that's a little bit much. It's, it's a little bit much like pure insanity and her oldest is a senior this year. So like, it's a little extra intense. Yay. It's kind of crazy. So yeah. Um, I did not, I was not here last week. I took a whole week off and did not show up and record. So I am back today. Welcome back friends. I missed you. Um. I didn't really have much to talk about last week. I was still kind of hungover from Thanksgiving. Uh, but let me tell you what, I discovered sweet potato pie is like the most amazing fucking thing I've ever experienced in my life. I don't make pie, okay? And no, I didn't make a homemade crust. Let's not get crazy about the frozen one. I mean, you guys know me, right? <laughs> Come on, get a grip. Um, but I did find a recipe for a sweet potato pie and I literally am carrying around seven pounds of fluff post Thanksgiving because of sweet potato pie. I'm pretty sure that's just why. It's because mm-hmm, I ate all, almost all that pie. <laughs> I w- I'm not good at sharing. <laughs> I suck at sharing. Um, no, for real though, I probably ate half that, if not five pieces of it. It was so good. Oh my God. I mean, I like sweet potatoes anyways, but like you can't, it don't taste like sweet potatoes. At all, it does not taste like sweet potatoes at all. It tastes like almost like pumpkin pie, but the texture is different. Um, It has—I don't want to say gritty, but kind of a a grittier texture. Like not like gritty in a bad way, but um, yeah, I don't I don't know how to explain it very well. So yeah, but it's it's not quite as smooth as pumpkin pie. Let's let's say that it's not quite as smooth as pumpkin pie. So, anyways. It was fucking amazing. Um, I shared the recipe with another friend of mine, and I don't know if she's tried it yet. I need to ask her and be like, dude, did you try that? Because, like, don't hate me if you gain five pounds because you ate the whole fucking pie. <laughs> Which is not going to happen. You're not going to gain five pounds if you eat a whole pie. That's just my exaggeration and what I feel like because I'm carrying around a few extra ones right now because I enjoyed myself at Thanksgiving, and my foot's fucked up. So I am um, on injured reserve, so I can't run. And when you have an injury, it kind of puts your activity level on a different playing field. So making adjustments is kind of hard sometimes and it's frustrating and I get really pissy because I can't do what I want to do when I want to do it. But that's just something I got to deal with. So it's not the first time this has happened. I'm sure it probably won't be the last time this has happened. Or this will happen. But it's just life. Should happen, So you kind of got to shift and roll with the punches. What it did do was force me to get my ass back in the pool. Which is something I need to do anyways. It is December. Race season is not that far away. And I have not been in the water since, oh, uh, I raced one triathlon last year. <laughs> and it was in May. <laughs> and I have not swam since then. None. or I maybe, okay, maybe once. I think I might have gone to the pool for a lap swim once in June, maybe just out of the blue, but I don't even remember if that's actu- actually accurate or not. So technically, I've not been in the water for like a long time. And when you stop going, you lose so much. It's, it's so hard. Oh my God. Tuesday, I went and swam. It was ugly ugh and i would i didn't i stopped my watch a couple times to you know just to take a break here and there because like swimming is hard and if you're if your swim fitness is not there like it's fucking hard um it's very technical there's a lot of technique to it my technique is not the best and I'm pretty rusty because I haven't been in the water. And I really didn't train a whole lot before that la- that race last May. So, you know, whatever. Um, so when you get back in the water, it's a, it's a little bit dicey. So, yeah, here we go. Um, I, I keep looking and I'm trying to decide. I want to do another 70.3 next year. And I was originally looking at Haines City, Florida, which is in December. So like the absolute farthest <laughs> date away um, in 2023. It's like one of, the, one of the last races of the entire year. and But I don't want to travel uh, that far. I don't want to do a 70.3 and travel that far away right now in life. I just don't. So I was seriously considering doing Des Moines again because when I did Des Moines, we didn't do the whole distance. So like I haven't done a full 70.3 distance yet. It was like 41.8 or 42.3 or some shit. I don't even remember what it was. I have a sticker that says tornado man on one of my water bottles and it's tucked away right now. So or I could tell you Um, because it got delayed that morning because the storm went through and delayed like two and a half hours. So they had to cut the bike course short in order to allot for time because it was closed course. So it fucks up traffic and all those things. So there's a whole lot of things that go into it, right? So we did not do the entire 70.3 distance. And I thought, fuck, I'll just do Des Moines again. And then I'll have done that, right? Well, then I looked and and my face has been in their advertisement for 2023 Des Moines. Like my finisher photo is one, is one of their marketing images. So I'm like, God. They're like taunting me every email. um, Every time I see it on social media, here's my fucking face. (laughs) And I'm like, and it it makes me want to do it again, just to just to do it. Uh, But that's the same weekend as the cup for soccer. And I promised the girls we would play in the cup. So I cannot back out on that. It is the season ending tournament for rec soccer and they had such an amazing year – or an amazing season for fall. And, like, they're just, like – they they added a fall cup this year, which is, like, in the middle of the season, which was – okay, listen, it's fucking dumb. But whatever, that's what they did. We did not do it. And the girls were kind of paved. But I'm like, listen, they just threw that in for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, so we'll do the end of the year. and And they were fine. They were like, yeah, yeah, we want to go – we want to go at the end of the year, so they are super pumped um, and I can't let them down like they have worked so hard in this fall season and they've done pretty much everything that I've asked them to do and they've played their asses off and and they had an amazing season. they dominated and it, it was it was good to see they they're confident and you know they I can't I can't let them down. So Des Moines for next year is out because it's the same weekend as the Cup. So then I'm looking. And I'm looking and I'm looking. And Wisconsin is close. Madison, it's in September. And then Muncie is in October. So those are two that are fairly close. I mean, it's not like a 24-hour drive like it would be to Florida or however fucking long it takes to get to Florida. Um, I can be in Madison in like four hours. And Muncie, I can't remember how far it is to Muncie. Probably six tops. So totally drivable. It's just a matter of deciding because Wisconsin is like the second hardest 70.3 course in the Ironman circuit. I don't know if I'm ready to tackle that yet. And the swim there, it could be either really easy or it can be really nasty. Uh, My friend Steph did it last year and the swim was awful it was horrible um it was windy and it was cold and it was just it was bad it was really very difficult swim and that's the part that really just like totally mm, gets in my head so that's why my ass is back in the pool because madison is an option so it might come down to a coin flip or just a matter of scheduling with my other two cohorts. Because I do believe that Amber and Kendra are going to do another one next year. Um, they both express, they're like, let me know which one you pick. I'm like, oh, fuck, why is it got to be my decision? <laughs> but it's fine. We'll figure it out. So, yeah, another 70.3. My race season starts off with a half marathon trail which is this is actually pretty pretty significant trail it's over um it's loud thunder uh so it's over in Illinois on actual like they've got hills and it's kind of it's a technical and I kind of wanted I've been wanting to start doing some more of that because I think it's fun I like the I do like the road running but I like the uh challenge of the technicality of a trail run because you have to be paid attention to what the fuck you're doing or you're just gonna like face plant. over and over. <laughs> and it, so it's more challenging. So, and, and not such a huge number of people. When I did that Tough Mudder last year, that was a blast. Um, even though I was seriously having second thoughts about doing the two loops and I picked the 10 K distance and I'm like, Oh my God, you're a fucking idiot. But I did it and I didn't die. And it was a lot of fun. It was a blast. I would probably do if, if the scheduling works for that one, I would probably do that one again. Cause that was super fun. Um, They had gotten some, we'd gotten so much rain the night before it was so muddy and the footing was terrible. Like I should have weighed my shoes when I got done. Cause I probably had, I, I don't know, they were caked with fucking mud on the bottom and you know, we have some clay in Iowa, so it was sticky and tacky and like you're running around in weighted shoes. It was, it was something, it was definitely something and the hills were tough. It was some steep inclines in basically a pasture um, outside of Garwin is where we were at. That was It was a good race. It was fun. I'll do that again, and I'll drag some people with me. So, like, friends, be warned. <laughs> be warned. Be warned. So, um, on another note, I, you guys know, most of you know, that I am a huge fan of David Goggins. Um, David Goggins is an a retired Navy SEAL, and he's an ultra runner. That's kind of like the briefest description of the man that I can give. Um, he is probably the baddest motherfucker on the planet and a very, an, a very inspirational person. Very no bullshit. You guys think I drop a lot of F-bombs? I don't fucking hold a candle to this guy. And it's just who he is. He grew up, his life was really bad, um, a very abusive childhood and a lot of fucked up shit happened in his life and all the things. If you, if you don't know who David Goggins is, go Google this man and you will be like shit and bricks. But his new book came out on the 6th, which is two days ago. So I started listening to his new book. It's called never finished. And I get the audible version because when he wrote can't hurt me, That was his first book. And then he did an audio recording of it. He self-published it, right? So he talks a little bit more um, about how that whole thing transpired in the second book with the first one of how that all went down with the self-publishing and, you know, the recording. Because usually with an Audible, somebody just reads the book, right? Well, he decided that he wanted to have like a podcast style um, Audible. So, and it was fucking amazing, Like, knock your socks off because they read the chapter and then they have a, a few minutes of discussion about the chapter. And he, like, divulges more about the things that happened and, like, goes into greater detail. And it's unbelievable. And then he did is with the second book never finished. He did the same thing. So I'm like, I don't know, I'm on, like, the second or third chapter of the book. And then he also recorded a podcast with Rogan. I don't remember what day it was. It's been in the last couple of days. So I was listening to that this morning. And, you know, it, the thing that I love about podcasts, especially if you have somebody, a guest or whatever on, is you can go, you know, we, our conversations anymore are so short and and very shallow. And like the thing I think that makes podcasting so popular is that people have such a deeper dive into discussions. And they're, you're able to like uncover and discuss more things in depth than what you can in, um, with social media, which is pretty much like, or an email or, you know, whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's pulling us back to the conversations that we used to have and that we have with our close friends, right. On a, on a more public scale because they're easily accessible by anybody, you know, you, anybody can go to Spotify or YouTube or Apple Podcasts or whatever. Um, there's a ton of different podcasting platforms and, and listen to the conversation. And I feel like there's such a powerful thing because people have the ability to really discuss shit. Like the issues and the things that are affecting all of us. You know, and go and you can find out, like, the rest of the story. I mean, remember Paul Harvey, the rest of the story in the podcast form. So I've been listening to, okay, so Rogan's podcasts are long, but I fucking love most, okay, most of them. I don't love all of his shit, but, like, why, I, who's going to agree with everything? And some of it, this stuff doesn't interest me. But David Goggins, like, I will drop everything to listen to that man speak. If there was one person in the world that I could meet, and I've said this before, it would be him. That would be the coolest fucking thing ever. I don't, I would probably just be dumbstruck and be like, all that I would be able to say is fucking shake his hand and be like, thank you. You have no idea the impact you've had on my life. And I'm, I know, and he's talked about this, like, I know that I'm not the only one, Um. On Rogan's podcast, he was talking about how, you know, he gets thousands of emails, lots of letters, people DMing him on social and, you know, all kinds of people because he has he has reached a level of notoriety. I mean, the dude's famous now, right? And he is not like, he is not, a, I wouldn't even call him a celebrity because he doesn't fit in that category because he is just fucking who he is. Like, he don't give a shit about what people think of him or none of that but like he has risen to a level of notoriety that like uh, millions of people know who he is and millions of people will follow him because he is just that fucking raw and real of a dude and there's something there's a lot to be said for that like the guy has no fucking quit in him at all the things that he has overcome in his life and his childhood and his teenage years, his young adult and his adult life, he's pretty close to the same age as me, um, Is would have crushed an average human being. But somehow he has been able to harden his mind and train his mind to be able to get through the shit that he's getting through. You know... When, before Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile, people used to say it was impossible. And then it took one guy to actually do it. And then, like, a slew of people have done it since then. And look at at what has happened since then. And I, I feel like David Goggins is that for so many things. Like, he, his... He was, on Rogan's podcast, he went into more detail about his knees. Like, he's physically fucked up. When he was born, he had a hole in his heart. So he went through Bud's training, and he was went through the military and all this shit. And <clears throat> when he graduated into SEAL teams, he got deployed, and then I think he came back because he had to have a heart surgery, and then he had another heart surgery. So he, he had a hole in his heart as he was going through SEAL training. Which is, is phenomenal, um, that he survived it. And he's also carries the sickle cell trait, which fucks shit up too. I don't know all the stuff about sickle cell, but like that will can disqualify that will that's like a uh, a medical discharge from SEAL teams. And he said, No, I'm not I'm not leaving basically is how I mean um that very cut and dry. <laughs> not doing it. Uh, because it was something that he he wanted to do, and like I don't think there's anybody that can tell this dude no, because he's gonna do what he wants, and he's gonna do it no matter what you say, like. And he has his knees are really fucked up, um, and he talked a lot about that on Rogan's podcast. I didn't realize how bad, but he has like no cartilage in his knees whatsoever, and has been that way since he was born. Like his and these are fucked up since birth. So he's got all these physical restrictions and physical things that he's had to overcome. And he has the dude ran Moab 240 miles in Moab, 240 miles. Like that's, we talk about ultramarathoners and running a hundred miles and it seems fucking insane, but 240, that's nuts. And, and no cartilage and in pain, every step is pain but he is callous his mind so much that he just keeps going. And if that doesn't make you feel like a worthless piece of shit for the excuses that you make for yourself and that I make for myself, I don't know about you, but I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm pussing out. It really brings that around to light. Like Think about things like, God, I don't want to fucking do that. I don't feel like it. I don't have to do that or whatever. And then, you know, you're listening to that bitch voice and he talks about it and that's what he says, bitch voice. And that's what it is. It's your bitch voice. And just because you don't have to doesn't mean that you shouldn't, because what are you going to gain on the other side if you do do it and you do go do the hard stuff? That's why I do all the shit I do, you guys, is because If I think about it and I'm like, oh, that's scary. Uh, that really sounds like it sucks. Then I'm like, oh, okay, that's something I got to do. I have to do that. That is the whole entire reason why I signed up for a half Ironman in the first place. I know how shitty of a swimmer I am. I knew what it would take. I knew what the the cutoff time was. I knew I was going to be super fucking pushing my luck to get it, but I did it. And I was petrified. I am scared every time I go get in that water. I mean, even in the pool, I get anxious. I'm like, and I love the water and I love to swim. But then I think about it in a race or a time or a have to perform situation. And I'm like, fuck. I don't know if I can do this. So I do it anyways. That's how you overcome shit. That's how you get better. That's how you grow. There's no getting around it. If you want to get better, if you want to progress, you have to do the shit that's hard or else you just stay stagnant. And man, if you're stagnant, why are you even here? Like, what's the fucking purpose? And I ask myself that a lot. Like, what's my purpose? Why am I here? Why am I here? Why do I show up every day and do the things that I do? And why do I train every day? It makes me feel good. Um, it makes me stronger. It makes me faster. It makes me end up in a boot every once in a while. But, you know, hey, that's, that's part. (laughs) It's just a hurdle. It's just a hurdle. You know, injuries and setbacks are just like, it's just a test. You serious? Are you serious about this? Show me. Show me. You can't tell me. You have to show me how serious you are. So I fucking keep showing up. And I of uh pool time today at 11:15. I'm glad I looked cuz I was thinking it was 10:30, but um, it's 11:15. So, like force myself to get my happy ass back in the water. Even though I fucking suck at it. It's it's it's, it's laughable. My 9-year-old swims better than I do. And that's no lie. She does. She's an excellent swimmer. She's great. Uh so like I I must get better. It's something I'm really bad at, so I have to work at it harder to get better at it because I don't – it sucks to suck. And avoiding it's not an option. I mean, could I? Yeah. Could I just not race triathlon? Yeah. Could I just run? Yeah. But why? Why am I going to puss out and not do the hard stuff? Because then that just – that just sets the stage for – when you run into something else that's hard, you're just going to puss out and run away. Who? I don't want to live like that. I'm not a coward. I'm not going to be a coward. I mean, I'm not saying that, like, I just headlong fucking charge into everything that sucks. Because I don't. There are things that are harder for me than others and take way more pushing and way more prodding to get me to do them. Because sometimes I will dig in my heels and then it's just worse when I actually have to get it done and actually have to do it that I'm just mad even more <laughs> because I've I've fought it for so hard for so long that I just don't want to do it but eventually it's got to be done so uh, I'm a procrastinator man and you know I used to say that I'm a perfectionist and that's such bullshit If you say you're a perfectionist, you're just covering for yourself because you're a fucking procrastinator from one to another. I see you. (laughs) Yes, it is. And that's my take on it. Anyways, agree, disagree, whatever. It doesn't matter. That's my take on it because I know because I am that. And I have a kid that's that same way. And it's it's aggravating and it's hard because I have to be very careful to not do that and show that I'm doing that because I don't want him to do that, and I bark at him for procrastinating. So, like, fucking practice what you preach, Mom. And I remind myself of that every day. Practice what you preach. And Lord knows I am not perfect, and I don't have everything just, like, figured out and – you know, just like rack it and stack it every single day. I don't. And I'm not even going to blow sunshine up your ass telling you that I do, because I don't. But I keep working every single day, just like you. You keep working every single day. There's goals that we want to reach. There's things that we want to accomplish. There are, you know, places we want to go, things we want to do, things we want to have. Like, that shit just doesn't appear magically. Like, Yes, is manifestation a thing? Yes. But in order to achieve things, we have to have action. We have to do. We can't just dream. We have to do. And it's that do part that just gets us because we have to do something. And we just want to be lazy sacks of shit, watch Netflix and eat Doritos. I mean, I'm not above that because I want to watch Netflix and eat Doritos. (laughs) I get antsy though. Um, Although, right now, I've been sitting at night with my foot up because it fucking hurts. So, yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's good fun. It's annoying because I don't like being sedentary. I got ants in my pants. I don't know about you guys, but like, I can't sit still for too long. I'm not, I'm not person that's sitting there bouncing their knee after i've been sitting for 10 minutes because i can't fucking sit still i am that kid (laughs) you know and we didn't have those cool things like the fidget spinners and like a bouncy thing you can sit on in your chair at school to keep you moving and you know kind of to appease your issues that you got going on instead of figuring out how to fucking deal with them oh that really annoys me really 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 it's all good though. It's all good. We'll get there. Oh, so I did not do a WTF last week and obviously I'm not doing a WTF this week. Mm, my nose is just sorry. Because it's Thursday and I don't really feel like talking about that today. Sorry, if that's what you were expecting, if you were coming here expecting that. I need to do I need to do this more often because I feel like if I'm just doing that, then I'm not being me. Although like, I mean, obviously fitness is a huge part of my life and the whole goal is to help other people, right? That's, that's like what I'm here for is to help other people in whatever way that I can. And the whole fitness thing seems to be something that I'm, I think I'm fairly decent at helping other people. I mean, I've had good response from people, so that's good. I'll take that as a positive. Um, but like, I just am not feeling it today. You ever have those days you're just not fucking feeling it? But I showed up anyways. I'm here. I didn't want to record today because like, I could like totally take like a month off from recording and refresh, but that's not what the commitment I made to myself. And that's not the commitment I made to you. So not that there's very many of you that listen very often, but that's okay. I still love you. anyways. It's not about quantity it's about quality in my mind like if if I can help one person that's a win then it then it made it all worth it plus it's kind of cathartic for me to talk some of these things out loud all this shit that goes racing through my brain and like all it's it's like a a bunch of squirrels on coke at a rave and there's trampolines that's that's like what my brain is like and silly string. You know, all ki all the crazy shit. I mean, hopefully you just got a, you know, a great vivid image in your head about what my brain looks like. <laughs> yeah. Squirrels on cocaine at a rave on trampolines with silly string. Yeah, I could see it. I could totally see it. Absolutely. It's okay. Um, so oh shit, I know what I didn't tell you about. Oh my gosh. All right. Hard left turn. You know this. I mean, you're, you're, you're not shocked. Hard left. Here we go. Last Saturday. And I know that some of you that were there last Saturday will be listening to this. So that's cool. I was so happy to see you fuckers there. Like, you know who you are. Um, I'm so proud of you guys for stepping out of your comfort zone and joining into something that you had no idea what you're getting into. Um, the first time I did it, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? What am I doing? What do I, don't have any idea what to expect. I don't know what this is going to be like. I have no idea what's going to happen today. Like, am I going to survive this? (laughs) And then I got led in blindfolded into a door or in through a doorway and like sat down. Oh my God. So yeah, it was, it was a little intense. And, um, we, so for those of you that weren't there, um, what I'm talking about is Dustin Bain, who is our chiropractor and like my brother from another mother, neighbor here at, in business and, um, mentor, very good friend hosts what is called emergence. And what it is, is, I'm uh, just going to give you kind of a vague descriptor is a, basically it's a mastermind. Um, we are all either like small business owners or entrepreneurs, or entrepreneurs or looking to start out on another business venture or something like that. People, a group of people that are wanting to improve their lives. Doesn't even have to be a business owner, right? So we're wanting to improve ourselves in life and business. And Dusty has a really good way of seeing things and being able to like, help you break those down and get an actionable plan, a why, help discover your why if you can't find your why, you know, um, and with the group, it's, it's like a meeting of the minds and everybody is able to contribute and everybody's ideas and suggestions and questions and struggles and just all the shit, all the things that, you know, are just life, right? It's, it's an opportunity for this, this group of us to come together and like refocus and get our game plan for this next year. Um, write down, you know, what are your goals, whether they're 30, 60, 90 days, you know, all that stuff, setting targets and getting a plan of action together for reaching those targets, which is my struggle. Like I suck at the whole, like, okay, well I can see it. I can see it, but how do I like work it backwards to make an action make actionable steps to get to that? That's where my struggle is. Um and it was really cool to have new people in. There were um four of us that had been there before, two that had been there from the very beginning. I think this was the sixth or seventh one. And this was my third, I think. I think the third one. Um, maybe the fourth. I can't remember. I I know it sure it's the third anyways so there were some of us that were we kind of know the drill like we know what we're doing so we're able to you know we're not coming in with like that that oh fuck fear of the unknown because we already know kind of like what we're going to be doing and it's it's a good time for us to be able to really dial in and focus on our shit and what we're not doing and the things that. We need to get done and being way more intentional and specific. So it's, it's very, very beneficial. Um, this is like, uh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. Gosh dang it. Um, anyways, so this time Dustin brought in, he brought in um, another person outside of our group. Justin Wagner. He owns Backbone Swag. He's from Texas. Super cool dude. I've followed him on Instagram for quite a while now. Um, and he presented and we did a lot of idea bouncing off of him. There were, I mean, we talked about strategy and we talked about planning. We talked about all the things and like just getting more clear on the things that we need to do you know, if if you're standing on the edge of that cliff and I'm not the only cliff pusher, I am a cliff pusher, which if you, if you weren't aware of that, if you come to me with an idea of something that you want to do and. I'm going to encourage you to do it if you're passionate about something and you're like looking at taking some big risks and, and you don't want somebody to push you off that cliff, then don't come talk to me because I'm going to tell you to fucking go for it. Um, I am a risk taker. I always have been a risk taker. That's the only way I've survived and achieved to where I'm at. And like risks fire me up to a certain extent. Um, I do, I am kind of a control freak too. So that kind of like will hold me back sometimes. But that, it was it was cool to see that like I'm not the only one that's like that. And everything that Justin said in in regards to the questions, and I'm like, "Fuck yes, yes, yes. because <laughs> um, I can see it. I, I I see it, and I'm probably making no fucking sense right now. Oh my god, get it together, Aaron. But it's cool. And if you're if if you're interested in this, come talk to me. Uh, shoot me a message or whatever, and ask me whatever questions you want to ask me about this if if it's something like if you feel like you need some type of push some type of something to just get you over that hump and get your ass in gear i can help you with that um that's just i don't know something i'm good at doing i guess is you know you hang out with me long enough um you're going to believe that you can do anything. That's just that's just who I am and that's just what I do is is I'm going to help you see that yes, the fuck you can. I, I don't I don't know. It's just some innate thing inside me. I don't know why. I'm weird. I don't know if it's life experiences. I don't know if it's just like gift from God or a curse (laughs) or what but like if you if you're questioning yourself I'm probably gonna call you out on your shit and then you know remind you that yeah you can fucking do whatever you want you can do anything it doesn't the only the biggest thing holding us back is ourselves oh and I see somebody walking in all right i'm back even though there's like hardly any break in there it's uh, about two hours three hours later from (laughs) it's fine it's fine when when people come in here um especially i mean i always stop recording but there are certain people i will drop what i'm doing for and uh travis is one of them travis is one of the coolest fucking people i've had the opportunity to meet He's new to town. He is a Marine vet. Um, he's a wildcat man, and he just had pacemaker a pacemaker installed here what three weeks ago. So um, he'll he'll stop in just to chat, shoot the shit, give me hell. Um, and he was out walking, so he slid in today, and I haven't seen him for a few days. But anyways, so yeah, I guess here's your right turn because now it's like three hours later but back to what I was talking about about pushing being the push and you know making um making people feel like just be able to see your own worth that's I guess I feel like that's something that I am pretty good at is helping people see that you know yeah it might be big bad and scary but Like, why the fuck not? You know, that's kind of like my, my life mantra is why not? It's I've, I've lived enough of my life in fear of what if, and I have fallen on my face enough times to know that just because what if can happen, I'm still here and I still have a purpose. And I still have shit to get done. Like God wakes me up every morning and is like, all right, get to work. And here we go. You know, and until that day comes that that doesn't happen and he says, I'm done, then I'm done. So I feel like I feel this weird pull to just do that, to share these things and to push people to get uncomfortable because you don't grow if you don't do hard stuff. You, if you don't get uncomfortable, then you don't test yourself. You don't really know what you're capable of. And like, we're mere humans, but we're capable of some pretty phenomenal stuff. Really. You know, I think that we're taught as we grow up. And, and I'm not saying that this is placing blame on our parents or anything like that, because they were taught no different is, you know, seek comfort, seek security, you know, seek that solid foundation of I, you know, security, I guess, and go with that. But I feel like we're really cutting ourselves short when we do stuff like that. Like if you don't push yourself to try new things and really test your limits. Are you really even living? They see that the graveyard is the wealthiest place on earth. So many people live their lives and never follow any, they don't follow that pull. They don't follow their dreams. They live, they go to school, they get a job, they have a family, they retire, and then they die. Like, how sad is that? How sad when we have the potential to be so much more and we know it, you know, we, we know that and you can feel that you feel that burning in the pit of your gut. That's what that is. That's your potential. That's trying to get out. And if we don't listen to that and follow that, then. We're, we're just being completely disingenuous to ourselves. That's that's sad. It's very sad. So I feel like, you know, maybe it's not my job to do that. Maybe it's not my job to encourage people. Maybe it's not my job to push people to chase their dreams. And maybe it's not my job to to pump people up because they could fall on their face. But... Why not? Because you just, you just never know. Like, I remember when I first started, um, when was it? I'll have to drag this out. I got a Christmas card in April and I will never forget this because I laughed so hard because it's so something I would do. I got a Christmas card in April from somebody. I still don't know who it was that, um, told me kind of in a nutshell that they appreciated what I was doing and appreciated that like I was sharing my life and my journey and encouraging people and, you know, doing this podcast and talking about all the things that I talk about and trying to push people to do better and be better and get uncomfortable and, you know, really test their limits and break those limits. And it was just a random handwritten note on a Christmas card. I saved it. Um, I have it. It's at home. I'll have to bring that in. I should bring that in and read it because it's been a couple years ago. But I had, I was like floored, completely floored. I'm like, holy shit. I had a positive impact on somebody. That's powerful stuff. It really is. And it made me stop and think, you know, about, so, fuck, so many things, so many things. Because I'm highly irresponsible at a lot of life choices. <laughs> I mean, let's just be real. Um, I'm a risk taker. I'm an adrenaline junkie. I'm an endorphin junkie. I am, I don't like to be bored. So I will, like, figure out stuff to do to keep myself from being bored. Which gets me in trouble sometimes. Or I will overextend myself sometimes. And then I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I can't keep up. And I'm like crashing and burning. But it's very fulfilling. All the extra stuff that I do, the volunteer stuff that I do, the coaching that I do. I love the coaching, even though I was like begrudgingly like, oh, I feel like a sucker. But man, I'm telling you what. I went in yesterday morning Um, because Olivia forgot her snack for school so I whipped around or I actually got back to the studio and I looked in my back seat and there's her sliced apple and her package of crackers sitting in the back seat and I was like oh all right well I just whipped back up to the school and went in and um, they were school hadn't started yet because they were a little early yesterday and I walked into her classroom and I'm like dude you forget something oh she's mom thanks and all the the girls that I coach, there's like well, there were two of them that were there. Um, one of them came up and she gave me a hug and I talked to her for a couple minutes and asked her how she was doing because I haven't seen her for, you know, several weeks since soccer got done. And then one of the other ones, I talked to her for a couple minutes because I knew she'd been out sick and her sister was homesick. <laughs> so, you know, and that's really a good feeling to know that the, the interaction that I have with them is positive if it was negative they would not have that response so that's good that's that's some good positive reinforcement that I'm doing something right and that was totally on a whim and now I'm looking at doing more of it and being more involved than in what I already am and like oh my god I'm having serious second thoughts <laughs> like what am I getting myself into but it, it's all for the good because you know kids need good role models And like, while I am abrasive, I swear a lot and I'm not politically correct by any stretch of the imagination, I'm not somebody who works in a uppity office or has a a prestigious job or any of that shit, like my ability to care and express my genuine give a shit for these kids means more to them than any title or job or fancy this, that, or the other thing. They don't care about any of that stuff. They care that somebody cares about them. And I push these girls, like I push them and make them work. And some days they fucking hate me for it, but in the end they see the results that they get, and they understand that you have to work hard if you want to get what you want to get. And I'm able to do that, and that's really cool. That's really cool. So leaving a mark on a small little portion of people in life, you know, like I've always said, if I can help one person change their life for the better, then I'm doing it right. And if I can help more than one, that's just, that's just bonus. That's awesome. That's amazing. It's so cool. And like, who am I? I am nobody from nowhere. I mean, middle of freaking nowhere, farm kid who grew up on the farm, on a dairy farm. I used to walk through the cow yards barefoot because I liked stepping on cow pies barefoot. (laughs) Because they were squishy. (laughs) Oh, shoot. See, there's a little fun fact you (laughs) did not know about me. And now you have a visual with that. And if you had, if if you grew up on a farm and you were a farm kid, you get it. I mean, I know you get it. It's, It's no different than walking through mud. Mud, cow shit. What's the difference? Really? I mean, there really is no difference. So, at least to me, there's not. But, you know, if, if. Little old me that I came from nowhere and came from nothing can have a positive impact on the next generation. That's huge. That's huge. And that's that's why I do it. Because I feel pulled, compelled to do that. I feel compelled and pulled to sit here and verbally vomit into this microphone. Whether, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, it is what it is. It's who I am. And, I, like, pfft, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm one of these people, like, sorry for what my face said. I can't hide it. I'm a book. Like, you look at me and you can tell what I'm thinking most of the time. If you have any insight into people at all. Like, if I'm irritated with something, it's all over my face. If I'm, like, excited about something, it's all over my face. And I don't remember where I was going with that, but I had a point to it, and I fucking forgot. (laughs) This is so bad. Oh, my God. I am such a moron, and I love it. I appreciate that. It's just, it's just, it just is, you know? We're just human and perpetually flawed, make massive mistakes numerous amounts of times, especially when you're a slow learner like I am. You know, it's the hard lessons. that are the ones that stick. So... Not the easy ones. The easy ones are whatever. It takes a hard lesson to make it stick. And I know I am not alone in that. All you motherfuckers listening are the same way. That's just what we are. It's just what we are. So I'm going to stop verbally vomiting in your ears for the day and wrap up a couple things in my office now that it's 2.30 and not 11.30 and uh, let you get on with your day. So I hope you guys have... An awesome weekend this weekend and take a little extra time with your kids and soak up those little baby hugs and little toddler hugs and little giggles and the conversations with the teenagers when they actually will talk to us, because um, that's a thing. Mine did tell me last night that I was an asshole, so, you know, I said thank you. <laughs> I work really hard for that. It, it's only, yeah, it it was, it, I, uh, yeah, I had to come in. I text his friend and I said, hey, is it okay for Shifter brains to come in the morning? <laughs> He's like, Alex is like, you fucking asshole. I'm like, well, you asked what I said. <laughs> yeah, for brains. I haven't said that for a while. Shifter brains. Ah. Uh, I kid, he's, he's so funny. He takes it well. He dishes it out well. Don't even, don't even think he doesn't because he does. So, and he'll be, he, he. they go deer hunting this weekend down in Albia with my dad, my brother, my brother-in-law and the neighbors and a whole slew of the guys go deer hunting this weekend. So he'll come back with on Sunday or Monday, I guess they're hunting on Monday too, but he'll come back Monday night and he'll be all full of piss and vinegar. So. You know, you got to get my digs in when I can a little shit because it's not going to be too much longer and he's going to be out on his own and, you know, making his own way in life. But yeah, they grow up. We grow up, don't we? Even though in my head, I still am like a child or a smart ass teenager, <laughs> probably the ass teenager that I don't think that ever is going to go away. So, all right, that's it. You guys have a killer weekend and I will catch you guys next week. Keep the dirty side down and I will catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening today. I appreciate you guys so much. Really, honestly, I do. Have a kick-ass day.